Would you rather talk about your sex life or money life? Surprisingly, most people would rather not talk about money, how to save it or invest it. This podcast is about helping you simplify your money life. Delivered by Dr. Henry Joseph Speck, a psychologist by training, Henry is a seasoned investor with over 40 years of successful investing in real estate, stocks and other alternate forms of income generation. Tune in to the twice-monthly podcasts to get his thoughts and tips on how to reach financial freedom. How to achieve the life you deserve. Now, here's Dr. Speck. Please remember this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult with your financial advisor or investment specialist before you make any changes to your investment policy or stocks or bonds or real estate you may own. I am not an investment advisor. I am simply talking about what I'm doing in our investments for your entertainment purposes. This is August 31st, 2020. I'm back again, and I, I talked last time about why I'm back, and I want to talk uh, today about something that's really something I do on a regular basis now, which is review COVID and our economic world. So in other words, what's going on with COVID, and how does, does that impact your business, your career, your profession, and also your investing? I am really confused, as you may be, as to what's happening out there. So the the stock market is just, you know, going crazy. It's 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 quite high. It's it's beyond belief for, for many companies. Only driven by a few companies, by the way. Most of the market is not up. So that's confusing because we see that sixty percent of restaurants may not open. There's confusion about going back to school. There's a vaccine perhaps by October, but that's just for emergency folks and they're saying they're not sure if they actually have one that will work and the virus may be changing. And there's trouble with China. There's an election in the States. So what does this all mean? Well, nobody knows other than the fact that things seem to really be out of touch with reality. And I think when you look at what's happening, you're left with that feeling and that belief. The trends that are happening, I had talked about a long time ago at the beginning of this crisis, this pandemic, the rush to the country, the rush to be able to sell a, you know, a condo for six, seven, eight hundred, nine hundred thousand, or a million dollars in Toronto, and move to the country and live in a home on some land, or perhaps even move to the East Coast, where you can still buy an incredible house for two hundred fifty thousand dollars with an ocean view. There, there is just a, a push to move away, and those that want to stay, say you have a home in Toronto or a big city, Kitchener, London, Ontario, Vancouver. There's a real push to create an oasis within the home. And I talked about that a great deal back in January, February, and March about new businesses to start. One was landscaping companies turning their businesses into basically oasis creators. So you create a garden for the family. You create a a, a space where they can have peace and quiet, maybe outdoor ponds. Uh, incredible rush to um, get to the country. We're seeing that in most small communities that outlie are outliers to the large, uh, to the large, uh, larger cities. A second interesting finding is that people really want to get out. We saw this in student housing. People want to leave. They don't want to stick around home. They want to get out. So on the one hand, people are talking about, well, we're going to need less office space because more people are telecommuting. The problem is you're going to need more office space because people have to socially distance when they go into work. So there's, there's, 
more demand. We're seeing different types of demand for offices in different parts of the country and different parts of our world. So we're not sure about the trend to not being going into an office because people, you know, after a while, I think the Zoom or whatever you're doing, uh, people do want to go back to certain types of work situations. So I'm not, I think that's going to balance itself out. One thing that really is becoming obvious to me, and, uh, you know, I, I think we can talk a lot about this trend is the way that certain industries will change forever. The other day we did a, a sign the um, closing papers on a real estate investment. And typically we would have gone in to, well, there were two actually that happened. One was out for outer province, one was for in province. The first was we would have had to, uh, for the outer province, go to a, a lawyer here in Ontario and book time and go in and sign papers and get them notarized and all of that. Or in Ontario, we would have had to go to the actual lawyer's office and sign and all of that. Didn't have to do any of that because they have a now they have a process uh, with Zoom. So you sit in front of your computer. The lawyer's at the other end. You have the documents in front of you that have been uh, emailed to you that you've printed out. You sign in the witness of the lawyer. He signs an affidavit and you're done. It takes about five minutes and you don't have to travel to the lawyer's office. You don't have to pay. Uh, significant fees and it also helps us because we do a significant amount of business in Atlantic Canada and sometimes we're we're signing legal documents that require you know what 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 I just said so in the case of Atlantic Canada the lawyer was on zoom from Atlantic Canada we didn't need to hire an Ontario lawyer to help us so that is the type of uh, structural change if you can identify in your industry or as I just pointed out in law you're gonna see more of that continue for a significant period of time there are going to be some significant changes in telehealth and telemedicine. Uh, they are now becoming more and more accepted. There will be more, um, and we've, we've talked about this. I've talked about this from an investment standpoint of investing in home care and home medical monitoring. Currently, we're looking, and just as an aside, I'm looking for technology to help evaluate cortisol levels um, non-invasively, so through sweat or through saliva in the home so you don't have to go in and get uh, get to a, to a testing lab. And that's becoming possible. I'm not sure. I had to uh, send some information off to some head researchers of a major university in the States to see if they can assist us. But there's more and more of that happening. So the trend for home assessments, home care, um, even if it's not medical grade, if it's... Um, you know, a home assessment that you can then seek assistance with, assistance with your doctor and say, look, I need to get um, another checkup or another assessment uh, medically because I just saw this in my home monitoring. Now, with the COVID testing, you'll notice that that seems to be the gold standard. They've gone from you go to your, you know, a hospital to going to your doctor's office to going to a clinic to going to a testing center. And now there's a fight to get you to have uh, technology in your home. Um, at the airport, at the place where you work, to be tested. And I think this trend is something that's going to continue for many other ailments, not just uh, COVID. Uh, have a look, and if you see more of those kinds of changes, um, think about long-term, 10, 15 years out. How would you invest in that so that you can you know, experience uh, some returns? As you look over the in investing landscape, many podcasts ago, I talked about uh, buying insurance, and I continue to believe that insurance is an important um, aspect of any portfolio. Um, ask yourself, you know, how long can this continue, this continual um, economic belief that, that, that we're in a great place? Because when I look at what's happening, you walk down any main street, you look at, 
you know, the hit that the uh, tourism industry has taken, um, you know, just every event's been canceled, uh, not just sports, athletics for, for, for uh, fans and spectators, but what's happening in restaurants, what's happening in, in major cities. This is going to take a significant amount of time to work itself through, and we really don't know. And when I'm in a time of doubt and I don't know and I need to invest, I always look at, of course, real estate because regardless of what happens, you have to live somewhere. People have to live somewhere. And a great deal about real estate is what you're buying or paying for that real estate in reference to value. Can you assess value? Do you understand what value is? And what is the true value of that uh, piece of property? Um, I think that that's going to be tested. You're probably looking at a significant reduction in the price of uh, real estate in in high-intense areas, cities, and probably um, a corollary to that is an increase in prices in in the communities and in the rural areas. However, most rural areas, including mine, have archaic zoning and building permit regulations that make it almost impossible to take advantage of what's happening and people needing to seek out um, or wanting to seek out a living or a lifestyle in a rural community. So those communities that have, you know, an opportunity for people to develop land will become highly valued, highly valued. And so I think that that's one spot where, you know, our elected officials who, who just don't get it um, could really assist what's happening right now economically. And not only that, their need for tax dollars, because obviously when there are more homes built, there's more property taxes uh, paid to them. The final thing I'll leave you with is, is, you know, I'm not telling you what to do, but I'm certainly getting involved with more insurance because I really believe we're in the middle of a problem when it comes to the equity markets. Um, I love real estate. Uh, so I'm still involved in that at a, at, a, at a pretty much daily level looking at investments. But when it comes to other things, I'm, I'm pretty much backing off because these are really, you know, uh, times, even if you're looking five to ten years out, it's very difficult to have a coin flip and say to yourself, I'm pretty sure it's going to be heads or at least, you know, 60% of the time based on this because right now we really don't know a great deal. Um, what we do know we should take advantage of and remember, the, the key is often preservation of capital, and, and so you should focus on that as well. Well, you have an amazing week. I'm Henry for Shrink Money Advice. Look forward to speaking with you again next time. Have a great one. You have been listening to the Shrink Money Advice podcast with Dr. Henry Joseph Speck. Remember to pick up your copy of Dr. Speck's latest book, Shrink Money Advice, on Amazon.ca or the audio version at awesound.com. That's awesound.com.